It's like one person, three people, five people, 10 people, 12 people. We're like, what the fuck? Like, there's people on this website we've been putting up and working on for so long. There's actually people looking at this thing. I Get cried. I just bro. couldn't in that moment. Yeah. That was fucking this is what it's all about like without all these two years of work and everything we've had to put in you don't get to experience these highs that joy that you get but it's so worth it my bad days are bad days i can't get out of bed there's no cure there's no medication that's going to help it's tough it's one of those things you don't get prepared to deal with all of this it's one thing to have a chronic illness but it's one thing to let it define you I don't let it define me as a person that I am. We had to do it the right way, do it once, do it right. We were literally about to place our bulk order mm -hmm. and we had all the samples done, the embroidery, everything was perfect. And then our suppliers like, so you have your certifications and all that sort of stuff set up, right? We're like, what? All right, so this episode is with the founders of one of the most successful product launches of 2023. Of course, I'm talking about Yui and Danielle from the Alia Bottle. Now, Yui's a brother of mine. He's been part of the team for a couple of years now. He's also part of the Viral Brand Builder crew. So to see them have this amazing success with their brand, with their organic content, I'm really, really proud of them. Some great information here, plus just a really cool journey and uh, a lot of good insights from both of them, how they've changed their life through e-com. So yeah, enjoy this one. Let's get into it. All right, so we're here with the founders of one of the most exciting product launches of 2023. I've been saying this about e-com since I've been involved in it five, six years ago. Every year, it seems like we're in like the Australian e-com bubble. There's two or three, maybe four brands, depending on the year, that really kick off and pop and, and do something unique and fun and really, you know, establish themselves as, as, as a really cool brand that a lot of people know of. You guys are definitely one of the absolutely killing it with the Alia bottle. Um, if you guys listening spend any time on TikTok, I'm sure you would have seen the hilarious, crazy videos documenting the journey about their brand and and, and their life in, in in general. So we're going to get into all of that, get to know you two a little bit um, more. It's actually not the first time that you has been on the podcast. Believe it or not. Uh, yeah. Believe it or not. There's a very deep in the archives, unreleased episode there. But their first podcast um, talking about Alia Bottle, and I've said it before, like I think the best thing about this podcast is, yeah, we get the opportunity to have, you know, like the, the episode we just dropped, $100 million the CEO, founders of massive brands. But the most exciting part is like most people listening are in the position where they're, you know, working on their dream or they're thinking of ideas and they're right in the thick of it. You guys are right there. You, yeah. you are watching essentially your life change in front of your eyes. So it's a very exciting um, period. You and Danielle, welcome to the podcast. Yui, thanks for, you know, being in front of the camera for once instead of behind it. I know. I'm finally in the hot seat. Thank you very much for having us. Thanks for having us. No worries. Now, obviously, Yui's been a part of like what we've been doing here from the beginning. Great friend a brother of mine, like has done so much for us. No one deserves this success. Like you've worked so hard. So honestly, everything that comes from here is very well deserved. But where I want to start with this is kind of how the brand came to be. And obviously that's a, a lot linked to your story, Danielle. For for those who don't already know you, obviously you've, you've struggled with endometriosis for, I'm not sure this is a question or not. Is it like from, from birth or does it develop at some stage later in life? But I want to, the people that don't kind of know what it is, explain to the listeners what endometriosis is and kind of what your experience has been like, because obviously that's what's really inspired the Alia bottle. And then we can explain kind of what the product is and everything like that. I was initially unofficially diagnosed mm -hmm. at the age of 12. Okay. Now 27. So was a long journey between me getting diagnosed. So from 12 till about 21, I didn't have any official diagnosis, but it was always suspected that I had endometriosis. Mm. What it is is tissue similar to the lining of the uterus that grows in implants and other organs of the body, predominantly known in the uterus. So 
So that's what my mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah. So again, I've I've I looked at a bit and it seems so crazy. Obviously, I did my re- I obviously know you guys, mm-hmm. but I did my research um just just on you as well and looked at your Instagram and some of the stuff you've gone through now. Some of the things that you've had to go through, like cyst rupturing, you ending up in hospital multiple times, surgeries, migraines, nausea. Talk to me about what the symptoms are like on a bad day for for someone with endo. And is yours like an extreme example, a moderate example? How would you kind of explain like how your experience with endo has been? So it goes in stages, but the stage of endometriosis from one to four doesn't correlate with pain or symptoms. Okay. So I could be a stage four and have no symptoms at all, or I can be a stage four and be bedridden. Uh, For me, unfortunately, it was always on the higher end of the scale. So I do have stage four. I have it in my bowel, my bladder, and all around my uterus, my collecting tubes and everywhere else. So my bad days are bad days. I can't get Mm. out of bed. So I'd be vomiting, sick, and I'd be screaming. I can't move. Um, It's very debilitating. So going through that from a young age, no one really prepares you Mm. for a life ahead of you with chronic pain. There's no uh, rule book. There's no um, cure. There's no medication that's going to help. You know, from a very young age, you put on very strong pain relief medication, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's the end or be all and that's the fix everything, you know. And that's why we resort to a lot of hospital visits and everything else. And that doesn't go to say they help you there either. Mm. It's very tough. How many times, I don't even know if it's something you can keep track of, but let's say in the last like two, three years since you've kind of been working on the idea and you, you two have been together, how many hospital trips do you think you, you've had to do together? Over 20. 20 hospital trips. Yeah. Wow, that's mental. So that's your, okay, you're experiencing those sorts of pain. Now, kind of to link it back to the brand, Alia Bottle, Electric Hot Water Bottle. Now, as someone with Endo, you'd been living, I, I, I guess, obsessed with hot water bottles for your whole life. Tell me about actually creating the idea for the brand and how you used this. We've also got a little spyro. I don't know if you can see on the cameras, a a very small kitten um, under our lamp today. He's just snoozing out for anyone watching on YouTube. Very fucking cute. Um, But yeah, so talk to me about, obviously you've had that really gnarly experience. Living with endo doesn't look like fun in terms of the amount of pain you have to go through. Obviously you is a a saint for being so patient and supportive throughout through all that, at least it seems that way from, from, from my perspective. I don't know what gets edited out of those YouTube, uh, those uh, little behind-the-scenes vlogs. But at what point did you realise, like, hey, I'm going through this condition that, you know, a lot of a lot of women do, and I feel like I only really heard about it, that condition in the last, like, three, four years. It's something relatively new to me, and, and for obviously for a lot of guys that wouldn't have heard of, but at what point do you start thinking, I, I, I want to do something in this space to help women that are that are going through this kind of get a little bit better quality of life or experience less pain? So as I said, there's no quick fix mm-hmm. for anything, but heat therapy is something that has helped me and helps many others. So I think I had a bit of a drive because I always used to help people around me that suffered with pain and discomfort um, just by talking. I never really had anything. And then when Yui came into the picture, we needed, <laughs> he needed. Bro, I was sick and tired of these <laughs> fucking kettles, these hot water <laughs> bottles and all this sort of shit. I think we had like maybe four at his house. I had like 10 at my house everywhere, in my car, work, didn't matter where it was. And I'd call him on my way, hey, get the 
get the kettle done. Yeah. You know, to fill it up. And so it was something that I wanted to, it was an idea that came from that. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we knew that to be a better way. Yeah. So now, obviously, this is like jumping forward a little bit um, in terms of the journey. And, and, but I just want to know like, so from that point, Obviously, there. I, I know the behind the scenes a little bit more than, than, than most people. Obviously, there was a big lag between you know, okay, you figuring out you want to do something until finally getting to launch. But your and then this is kind of linked to what we'll get into a lot. Obviously, you guys have absolutely killed it with organic content, particularly TikTok. I want to chat about all that. But didn't that kind of whole TikTok journey start with just you? doing a few videos, talking like to your people about it before there was even an idea for Ali Avoto. Yeah. What inspired you to start putting out content around that back, back then? I think it was I wanted to put our relationship out there a little bit because we have a very fun, bubbly relationship. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to know because I used to get uh, girls message me mm-hmm. on Instagram, my personal Instagram, how does your boyfriend deal with your chronic illness? So that was, for me, it's hard because you don't, as a woman, you feel less than when you're going through things like this. So finding someone that loves you for who you are is very important and I think that's where it came stemmed from is the relationship stuff on TikTok. Then Yui was trying to film a piece of content actually. We were trying to get a photo. A photo. It was during lockdown. I was at a house. Yeah. We were just trying to get a photo and I didn't have a timer. I just had a video set up because mm-hmm. I had an Android back in the day. I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> anyway, so I just had my phone set up and then we got in position and we we're holding each other. We we're about to pose and then what happened? I had a flare up. Like so on camera. On, on camera. camera. So we, a flare up is like it'll just like hit you out of nowhere. Um, and then I just felt like almost like a rupture, which is a cyst rupture. Um, and it literally brought me to my knees. Um, and me being me, I was there like mucking around with her. Which I don't mind because in, in that situation you do want a bit of light. Yeah, shed, a bit distracted. Um, and distraction. And then it was, yeah, not actually it was that same night. I was rushing me to hospital because um, I had an internal hemorrhage. So does that mean like surgery when that happens or what do they put you on, like a drip or like what do they, they do? Because you obviously and to lose fluids mm. and you're nauseous and you're vomiting very unwell. They don't run you after surgery. They're just your body does its thing and reabsorbs yeah. all of it and you just, your body discards it. So I think I was in hospital that time four days. Yeah. Um, wow, with that pain. four days. Yeah. yeah. Um, was that our first hospital trip together? No, no it, was it was not. not. <laughs> what was the first hospital trip? Do you remember? It was, I think, 15 or 17 days. We, we keep fighting about this. I keep saying 15. She says 17 days. What is it? That's no. Uh, yeah, it was seven. Yeah, about seventeen days. I think. Into our relationship was our first hospital. First, trip. first of many. Um, Daniel, can I just get you to chuck the mic a little bit closer to you? You can pull it around if you need to. I don't know. I can see Joe. He's not. He's not saying it's not coming through. But I'm just really. Uh, I really want to make She's pretty it pretty far from it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're talking to you. you yeah. Uh, I want to make sure it captures. So, first hospital trip really early in. Um, into the journey now. Yui's also had some hospital trips as well. We had you when we did that podcast. Something that's really crazy is like you you've had your own history with 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 health issues, not 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 from a chronic condition, but you're actually in a car accident many years ago and your yeah. back is still fucked, right? It's still fucked. A typical Arab back, but yeah, from that car accident, that's where it all started. And yeah, man. It's just so crazy. Like I love people like having a bit of um you know, adversity and cause it's so easy to let your adversity define you, but like using that as an opportunity as a platform to launch something and, and like really like 
use that to inspire you as fuel, right. To kind of move ahead and do something. But I want to know the mentality. I'm, I'm very grateful. I've never experienced anything like that, but for me, outside looking in someone who, you know, so many hospital visits, you know, flare ups, you, you never know when it's going to come. I feel like it could be very easy to get the kind of why me mentality. Like, why is this happening to me? How, like what goes through your head when those thoughts come? I'm, it, it'd be only human for those to come. And then what kind of picks you up in, in, in the bad days and gets you out of that? Um, it's tough. Like I, it's one of those things you don't get prepared to deal with all of this. Um, but you have to have fire and a drive inside of you just to keep going. And my drive is my family, my partner, Alia, my friends to keep going. Cause if I don't have that and I feel sorry for myself, I'm just going to be worse off. And that has always been my mentality from high school. I'd always still rock up to school, even being unwell, go to work unwell. I used to take naps in the back office mm. during my lunch break, just so I can keep going. Cause I, it's one thing to have a chronic illness, but it's one thing to let it define you. And I don't let it define me as a person that I am. And again, I'm, I'm very uneducated on, on what it's like living with, with endo. As you start to get like older, does the symptoms kind of settle down a little bit or it's no. so unpredictable? So unpredictable. Wow. I've had five surgeries and mm-hmm. just booked in my sixth. So what happens when the, are they cutting out parts of you and stuff? Yeah, like so and- it's a disease that kind of implants. So it's like a freckle and mm-hmm. it just grows and implants around. So they excise that lesion and they scrape all around and clean. Is that, is, is this like an endo surgery where people get like part of their bowels cut out as well? They is can. that, is that what happens sometimes? Yeah, they can. So they can get bowel resections because um, it just grows there or bladder resections and have stents put in. So I have a whole, I'm actually getting a stent put in my bladder next to yeah. me. And that, you think yeah. that'll help? Like that's something that can. It's very catch 22. You just never know. You never know. Yeah. Now. In terms of like getting back on to kind of like how this turned into a business and that, and that journey, talk to me about the early days. Like when did you get the first, like get the idea, how did it come up? And then, and then where do you go from there? Because a lot of people like finding the right product to launch their first brand is like one of the, one of the trickiest parts people can go and look for years and years and years. And if they don't have any sort of like decisiveness, then they'll just never start something. But where did that seed start for like, what would actually become Alia? Well, for us, it wasn't even trying to start a business or anything like yeah. that. It was literally, I was just tired of using these hot water bottles. There yep. had to be something different. And we were looking online, trying to see if anybody had anything special, anything out there. We we're testing this one product where it was like a, a chemical sort of based product. And then you had a clicker in it and then it would instantly heat up. So it was like. Ah, uh, so like those, when you go to the snow and you click those, yeah, like you crush those hot. things. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's mad. Like if Daniel sits there and tells me, oh, like I need the heat now, I can just click it and then it's done. Mm. But then the problem with that was you need to boil it afterwards to reset it. Oh, you know? really? But, and we're like, well, obviously we'll do what we got to do. Yeah, yeah. And then um, from there, I don't even know what happened. We'll just, what was going to happen from there? Research. It was constant research. I think yeah. a lot of research goes into trying to find the right product. Yeah, it was just just trying to find different things, heat packs, yeah, water bottles, and then from there, I think we'll, that was at around the time when Danielle was starting to go a bit viral on 
on TikTok and we're doing the TikTok live. You're doing, you're going live like every single day, right? Almost. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we used, there was what, nothing to do in lockdown. So this is in like what were you doing? Like what were you talking about on lives? Was it about endo? Was it just random? Like anything? anything. Everything and anything. But it was going more down that path. People were asking. Yeah, about yeah, 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 yeah. And the relationship and how did how did I deal with it? How did she tell me? And yeah. all that sort of stuff. Like and people what they, what they were DMing her, they were even coming on mm. live and asking that sort of stuff. All right, guys, just quickly, I've got some news. I've spent close to the past 18 months building the ultimate program that takes you through the complete process, and I mean the complete process of launching and scaling your very own e-commerce brand from zero all the way up to a million dollars plus per year. And now with this program, what you're going to get access to is 15 modules with over 100 training videos and 23 hours of in-depth content, taking you through everything you need to know to build a successful e-com brand. And this is the important part. This isn't just stuff that you can look up on YouTube. This is stuff I've taken from real lessons and experiences building Happy Skin Co. from zero all the way up to an eight figure per year brand. You're gonna get access to loads of custom tools, templates and calculators that I've used to build and run Happy Skin Co. There's gonna be one-on-one -on -one mentoring with myself and other expert coaches. And there's also weekly group Q&A calls with myself to make sure you're feeling completely supported throughout the entire process. And now what I've learned from consulting to everyone from people starting their very first e-commerce brand all the way up to brands already doing seven figures plus per year is that there's a process and a framework to follow if you want to be successful with e-com. Now, if this is something you're interested in, hit the link below and go to join.viralbrandbuilder.com. All the information's there and you can book a call directly with me. Otherwise, send me a DM and we can chat there. Anyway, let's get back to the pod. And like, you've got some really pretty full on messages from, from people and phone calls and stuff. Talk to me about you know, some of the message you get messages you get from people that are going through this sort of similar sort of thing that you are. It's tough. It's very emotional. Um, a lot of people struggle. A lot of people are ignored. As someone that has spent, you know, over 10 years being ignored by Medicare, Medicare professionals, it was hard. Um, so for me, I just want to allow myself be that big sister that I never had. Mm. That's what it was for me. And I get messages like 100 messages a week over of girls just telling me of their problems, what pain they're going through, um, going to hospital and being ignored at hospital, you know, or starting out in the diagnostic process. What what do they do? How do they go about it? So, yeah, it's a lot. And um, <laughs> how do you deal with the you know, pressure of being that big sister, as you said, to so many people, is it, is it difficult to, you know, sometimes when you're going through your own stuff to feel like you, because you're like so community focused and you want to, you know, give back to everyone, like maybe you're going through a flare up. How do you then, you know, get, get it together enough to, to do that? It's overwhelming, but I find joy and fulfillment in doing what I do and helping others. So even if I'm in a flare-up, I just take. And I put up a story just letting people know I'm at the hospital mm. or I'm going through this. I let them know yeah. and you get beautiful messages back. But also I find so much love um, being there for others. Yeah. Have you got any hate? No. No hate. That's pretty good. Thankfully, yeah. yeah. It's been pretty good. Now, Yui, from your perspective as, as being the the partner in this situation what's it like to see like the, the the woman you love going through this pain and and but even for you like seeing her go through the pain and suffering but also like it's 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 a big responsibility for you as well like it wouldn't be easy to be the partner of someone going through that what's your experience been like well at the start when she was telling me about 
having a chronic illness like on our first date. Mm. I, I didn't understand that. I, was like, <laughs> I had no idea. She's telling me she's got this endometriosis and all that. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know what this You're is. You're like, yeah, I'm an endomorph. Yeah, I'm like, on, bring it on. And, but then as the relationship progressed and then especially that seven, 15 or 17 days in when we had the first <laughs> hospital visit, I was like, what, as a man, like, what can I do to help you? What, mm. How can I help? What can I do? Like, let me go here, grab this for you. Let me do all this sort of stuff. But then when she sort of sat me down and explained, like, there's nothing you can really do. Like, it's internal. Doctors can't even help me. Like, and I just, I was like, fucking, I felt hopeless. Yeah. I, that was like part of the drive of like, okay, we've got to find a better way. Let's make everything convenient. Like, there's got to be a better way. So, yeah, I don't know. Because, no. like, that's that classic man thing where, like, your partner will tell you a problem and you feel like your, like, male brain just, like, goes into, like, problem solving. Solution, but sometimes solution. it's not even it's not even about that. It's just about yeah. being there and supporting them. That's right. But that feeling of hopelessness, yeah, that's the difficult thing. Like, I don't know, obviously you're not a doctor, Danielle, but is there anything that you think, like, in, in the space you've spoken about people being ignored by the hospital system and Medicare and all that, like, is there anything that you think could be done better to, apart from obviously products like this, to help manage symptoms, but is there anything you think that yeah. can be done to help? I think our doctors need to be more informed. Mm. I think that... um they need to have the surgical, um, the surgical. <laughs> uh, they need to be able to do handle this surgically. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of methods that have come out um, that are not helpful. So, mm. you know, if we think of a laparoscopy, it's typically a surgery and an excision, you're cutting it out, whereas now they've got lasers involved and things like that which cause more problems and more damage um, to the areas, you know, you're just cauterizing and you're just burning off that superficial layer and that's not really doing anything, but it comes down to the knowledge of the doctor. And I think being so textbook, you have to think outside of the box. When you Mm. think of a disease that affects more than 10% of the world's population, you know, you need to have a better understanding Mm. as to what's going on. You know, um, they've changed in Australia, they've just changed it from one in 10 to one in nine, and then they changed it again. It's just, you know, if you're having this frequency of people having this disease, why aren't doctors well-versed in it? Why do they not know how to surgically deal with it? Um, so, yeah. Do you think this is something as well that has only started to get a little bit more, like, I don't know if attention is the right word, but, like, attention on, on the issue, like, since, like, the rise of social media and people, like, being able to share their individual stories and people being able to find communities that are, you know, 100%. going through that together. hundred percent. If it wasn't for the community that, you know, myself and other people are involved in, I don't think there would be that push or yeah. that drive. Yeah. Um, you know, if in New South Wales we have a particular funding, where is this funding going um, and why aren't people getting mm. the help that they need? You know, on average, you know, if I look at my hospital bills just for this year alone, it's over $40,000. And how much of that do you have to cover yourself? A lot of it. Really? And I've got private health. My surgery last year cost me just under $20,000 with private health. So you still had to pay that much? Yeah. Yep. Wow. So, so you think Australia, you think, oh, we got Medicare. You don't have to really pay for medical stuff. But Yeah. it's It, it was such a big taboo subject. Women's mm. health was always taboo. Yep, she's a she's gets her period. She's fine. It's just a heavy just period. period. It's pain, fine. Yeah. It's just period pain. Oh, it's way beyond that. Actually, we had someone comment on one of the posts on TikTok saying, "Well, how do you know that generations of women with um, period pain is normal? Isn't normal?" And it's like 
Because if it affects your daily life, mm-hmm. then that's not normal. Yeah. Maybe like the one day you get all the cramping and all that sort of stuff, but not for seven days. Yeah. How would you describe, again, to a guy, how would you just uh, describe the difference between, like just so it's clear for the people mm-hmm. out there that, you know, want to throw around kind of off the cuff yeah. smart ass comments. <laughs> how would you explain the difference between like, a, you know, bad cramps for like a day or two versus like proper endo pain? Couldn't tell you. I've been going through it since 12 years old. I couldn't tell you. So you've had, you've had this sort of thing since like you developed your period. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. I, from such a young age, I couldn't do my ATA in year 12 because of that. Yeah. Because I spent so much time in hospital and out of school that they said, we can't give you your ATA. Yeah. What was it like for your parents seeing you go through that throughout school? It was hard for them. Mum had a similar background, but it was after she got married and had kids. So I felt a little bit uh, alone because I didn't have many people to go to. And mum was kind of a little bit in denial. She didn't want to see her daughter go through this. Mm. So it was hard for her to go through it. Um, but socially, that was tough. Yeah. That was tough. Did you feel like you missed out on like many experiences yeah. when you're in high school, excursions, camps, that sort of stuff? Yeah. So even do. when I would go, I'd get picked up. Mm. Tough. It was a really growing up was tough because you you could explain something to someone, but they're not they weren't going to understand. And then you'll go to sick bay, and they would fill up the the rubber hot water bottles with tap water, <laughs> warm tap water. And then I just call mum like, mum, I can't do it. You have to pick me up. Yeah. Um. Or I'd call mum while I'm in the toilets. I'd leave class and just lay in the toilet floor vomiting, um, because of the pain. The pain. It's just that bad. In terms of like living with this condition, I know that it's like it's shaped your whole life mm. clearly, but how would you like, how would you say it's shaped you and, and, and defined you? Like how would, how would you put that into words? Um, I'm more wiser and I understand my body and I understand myself in, in ways that I never thought were possible. Mm. Um, I have the desire to always help and be there for others. Um, it's just shaped me in such a, a beautiful way. I don't know. Really, I don't, I don't ever let it define me. And I actually saw a holistic doctor the other week and she goes, what do you do when you go through these flare-ups? And I said, I just go about my day. She goes, wow, you're the first person that has ever come in here and said that. Yeah, we see both of you in hospital, still laptops out. <laughs> still, <laughs> working. The hospital. still working or still at work or, you know, still doing things. Like I, I can't. Chronic mm-hmm. illness is above my head. Mm. It's what I suffer with, but it's not who I am yeah. as a person. Yeah, yeah. But even like, yeah, like so you can go one of two ways when, when, when you have a bit of adversity in your life. You can let it like cripple you in terms of like, let it define who you are, let it affect your confidence, let it affect your self-worth. Or you can really be like, no, fuck this. Like I'm, I don't care. I'm going to, you know, do whatever I want to do with my life, regardless of this. And if I have to experience some pain along the way, that's just, that's just part of the journey. Now, obviously it's born out this, which could be another life defining moment. Um, it seems very much like it's very exciting when you're launching a business and you, you put out a video and it goes fucking millions and millions of views. And then you, start seeing the cha-chings come through. Now, <laughs> well, I want to get to that day, like launching and all the pre-orders, but talk to me about that gap we spoke about. It took you about two years between launch and between idea and actually launching. Talk to me about some of the challenges and roadblocks that kind of delayed you or you had to overcome along the way. 
Because this have, is we have all day. We have all day. Well, because <laughs> this is so like you would you you're around me enough to see the conversations I have with people. The, the research phase and the pre-launch phase, so many people don't get past that. Because of these challenges, roadblocks, they give up, it's too hard, I can't be bothered. This fear of failure kicks in and they're like, I don't, I don't really want, like, if I commit to it and fail, then it's I've really failed. But if I don't really try, then I can just, you have that little out to yourself, but then you're only like, you're only costing yourself the shot at the life you really want. So talk to me about those two years, some of the things you had to overcome. Oh, well. There was a lot of things, obviously, but perfecting the product, trying to find what was going to work well. The actual product the itself. The actual yeah. product itself. We had Joe helping us out. And he doesn't remember this, which pisses me off, but he actually helped us find the Alia bottle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, he's nodding his head. Just another day for Just Joe. Just another day for Joe helping, you know. Right. Um, so there was that. And then there was a sampling process, going through perfecting the body strap, making sure everything was right with that. We wanted that to charge at a certain amount of time. So your Came sampling up. process, was that with like – you had like a range of different manufacturers or it was one manufacturer and loads of samples to get it right. What was one, that for you? One manufacturer and loads of samples. Yeah. yeah. Because at that time, that was the only manufacturer doing it. Like we were so early on this whole wave. And like, if you were to go on Instagram, now you'd get bombarded with a whole bunch of people trying to sell order bottles and all that product. There was nothing back then. Otherwise yeah. I would have bought it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trust me, I would have bought it. I would have tried anything back then. So there was nothing. Um, so that was one part. So what were the things that you had to try and like, overcome about the product like what do you have to get right the strap was one thing the strap, definitely one thing because it was bulging too much and it was like a different design and it was sagging too much and we couldn't get the velcro to strap secure enough <laughs> and there's just all these little tedious things Wait, just- was, were your manufacturer like doing their heads in because i know like they don't want they don't love this perfectionism yeah, no. they, they, they would have been doing their heads they're in, like, right? it's fine it's fine like, <laughs> yeah. it's no, not, it's not. <laughs> so did they did they do all the changes for you yeah. like in the end yeah yeah oh, especially well, we're dealing with them for over well, two years yeah. at this yeah. point at that point i'm sure they're like these guys aren't even going to place an order like I, I they, think- they see it all the time yeah uh, it was the second year. I think they started to take us a little less seriously. I'm like, okay, you're just wasting our time. Yeah. Around. Because it got to a point where one of the roadblocks where we were literally about to place our bulk order. Mm-hmm. And the, I'll say the first one, this is a little bit before the first year. We were like, we we're about to place the bulk order. We had all the samples done, the embroidery, everything was perfect. And then our suppliers like, so you have your certifications and all that sort of stuff set up, right? We're like, what? <laughs> first we've ever heard of this. What do you mean? And she's like, well, you need to be completely certified to operate in Australia and do all that sort of stuff. So we're like, oh, fuck. We're like, okay, what do we need? And then we went through that whole process and that took a massive chunk. Like that was, I don't even know, six to eight months of yeah. that process going through figuring out which, man- oh, not manufacturer, which um, testing, yeah, which lab testing facility to go to, get all that testing report done, which could actually was verified enough to be considered appropriate for Australian standards. Mm. So there was trying to find that manufacturer or that lab and then all the agencies here, the government agencies that we had to speak to in Queensland, Melbourne, all those places, just trying to get everything to marry together. That was a oh process. My. How long oh. did it take to get like once you found the right um, like regulator or the, the lab to do the testing on them? Was it like for the electrical standards and stuff? Yeah. How long was it like how long is that process once you hit them up? Two, well, since we hit them up like, and then getting it done. And then getting it done. So there was a – in the middle of that, Australia changed their standards. Okay. And they classified the Alia bottle as a foot warmer. A foot warmer? A foot warmer. Do you remember that? Yeah, I don't know. There was, was and, a lot of weird yeah, things Yeah, so what our suppliers were telling us was one certification and then what we were getting advised here was completely different. Yeah. Uh, it was just a constant. So we didn't. 
It's like a ping pong match and we were losing to you. <laughs> yeah. Like, What's new? But yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're getting tossed around with a whole bunch of different information from different people. I even resort to chat GPT. You can't ask that law stuff. It doesn't yeah, know no. the difference. No. But it, it actually was helpful, like surprisingly. Yeah. It, it knew a few things which, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't even know the process from start to finish. Well, I, I'm saying overall it was like six to eight months, yeah. probably even more, mm. that whole thing. And then- once like six to eight months to get that sorted. Yeah. How much reckon you spent on that, like, st- st- testings and stuff? <laughs> thousands? Thousands. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, thousands. That didn't finalise until just before we launched. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We didn't place the order before that, but we, we waited for everything first. Yeah. Just in case, yeah. I remember the day she called me. I was at a job filming. She 20 called times. Me. Yeah, well, I'm filming. I'm working. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to answer my phone. Anyway, I get to my phone. I'm like, somebody's died. What's going on? Like, <laughs> yeah. She's blown up my phone. It's usual. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. She's got a drone that surveys me. That's <laughs> all right. And then anyway, I, I finally answer. It's like a ring. She can log in from her phone. Yeah. To see <laughs> yeah. so, Jack's into the CCTV around. Anyway, I open the phone and she's crying. I'm like, what the fuck? Crying, crying. She's like, we did it. We got it. I'm like, what? She's like, we, we're finally certified. Everything's all. I'm like, no way. So that process, like if your manufacturer doesn't have like those specific ones, do you just send like samples to to the lab and they do whatever testing and then they come back like, yeah, yeah it's sweet or you got to change these things? Yeah. yeah, that's right. So then you got to go through that process, the lab and the manufacturer dealing with each other and the yeah. samples, you got to send them a whole bunch. And then from there, once we get that report, then it goes to the Australian government agencies that need to go through it, verify all that information. Mm. And then and then there's another mark that we have to get. And then eventually we get a report saying, okay, pass or fail. And then you get either a certification or you get denied. You know and, how you got heaps yeah. of competitors pop up now? You reckon they've gone through this? No. Someone's better should be reporting them, man. That's not my... <laughs> no, I've never done yeah. it either, but yeah. like it's because I've gone through the same thing with Happy Skin Co, electrical standards, listing with the the TGA and all that sort of stuff. And it just makes me think like there's the few brands that do it the right way and there's so many, you know, dodgy ones that don't. And like they'll be the ones where someone will hurt themselves, injure themselves, the product will malfunction. And it makes the whole industry look bad. So it's like people that in e-com just want those quick results, but they don't realize like you can do that, but to do it the right way, takes a little bit of time and, right. and, and like this process, particularly with, with a product someone's going to use on their body, you want to make sure it's hundred percent safe. Like it's so liable if something was to happen. And that's the reason why we wanted this product because it needed to be safer. And yeah. we needed to guarantee that safety, right? Like I ran it over with my car to test it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it won't pop, you know, but obviously you got to use it right. There's labels on yeah. it and, and instructions. You yeah. only use it a certain way, but we, we had to do it the right way. Do it once, do it right. What else was there in that two years that kind of delayed the process, do you think? What was the original name? <laughs> oh, yeah, there, that, was a, yeah. that was another one of the – so there was a – talking to – because you got pretty close, like, down the process of all your branding and naming and oh. was there any samples printed with that old name? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we had the first variant of logos and all that sort of design work. Yeah. And then – We decided to change it. Yeah, we wanted to make the branding more bold and more powerful. You know, the name – Originally was Adira, and Adira meant strong, noble. Noble and powerful. That's good. Cool. And Danielle really fell in love with that name. Yeah. You know, she really wanted to represent that, especially because people suffering with endometriosis and any chronic illness, that's what they are. Yeah. You know, they're warriors. They're strong. So we needed a name that suited that. And then, um, yeah, so we went through the whole process, and then we were about to place our bulk order again. <laughs> and it was our anniversary. We were just coming back home. We went to Happy Field. <laughs> 
What's Harvey feel like a restaurant? It's a restaurant, and oh, like it, we were not happy there. Not so how did you food, how did you find out? Like what? Like I don't even know. So what? Happened. Obviously, like what was it? Did you do like a trademark search, or what? What kind of made you realize you had to change a name? It was at the start. You were just scrolling on Instagram, and I don't know what made you go and start searching the name a lot more harder. Yeah, it was. I don't know what it was in that moment. I I had a dream. That's what it was. I had the dream the night before that someone like took the logo, the exact same font, color, and everything. So we went out for breakfast, and I was like, I need to, I need to look this, look into this further. Started scrolling on Instagram, found a place in India that sells um, like briefs and underwear and all that sort of stuff, and the women's hygiene. I was like, saw the logo. And it was the exact same font. Everything was the exact same. Wait, so had you posted this publicly at this point? Like, I think we did. Yeah, it was yeah. the hand. It was the Instagram handle and whatnot, yeah. and that sort of stuff. I don't, I don't know if they were there before us or after us or what happened, but we found that at that time, and we were like, "Yeah, fuck." What made you decide to change, like the branding from the original one to this new? Like, were they trademark? Do they have trademarks or anything? Or no? But then what happened? Was- oh. They've got trademarking in India, but under a different logo. Mm-hmm. Um, then when I tried to trademark Adira, I couldn't do it. An IP holdings company held the name Adira. But it was in the same class, which is fine. I mean, you can get around if it's in the same class, but there was one line that they had in that class and they ticked it. It was heating apparatus. They had everything. It was <laughs> it was for something completely different, but then they decided, nah, fuck this. Yeah. I'm going to put heating apparatus as well. Yeah. And that's what stopped nah, us forgetting yeah. that name. And then I got legal advice and they said you can try and fight it. But then There's no point would, pre-launch fighting no, that shit. Just change. They said they would just ask you for um, like a basically an income from the name, whatever they will ask for 2% or 5% <laughs> of what you make. Like that. And no I was like, no way. So no then, way. But it was hard for us because – you're so attached point, to the name. Yeah, and yeah. people knew us on TikTok at that stage and we had announced like we were working on something and people were so invested in the name yeah. on everything. So it was like it was it wasn't as simple as, all right, let's just change the name. So then <sighs> then we had to because we went through and we we're trying to yeah, do that whole process and then they give you a certain amount of days to come up with a new name. Otherwise, all the money that you've spent on trying to register that name goes away. Okay, so you were still able to register with not with Adira, we had we had a, the, a couple of days to come up with a new name, so then we didn't lose all that money that we were. Yeah, paying. so you could still use that money for Alia. Yeah, it was all right in the end. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, we didn't know it was going to be Alia. <laughs> we didn't. Yeah. So we still were under the. I know. When, I remember the pe- period when you were thinking about different names and oh, stuff. Thinking about fun. names is the fucking worst oh, part, no. man. And imagine having a deadline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, I mean, as you can see from the videos, we work well with deadlines. With deadlines I only work with deadlines, That's but it's it. too stressful. It is. It yeah, is. that was very stressful. Very chaotic. But it, I think I found the name. It was on, Yeah, I was at work. Yeah. And Does it mean anything? Yeah. So, Danielle, I don't know what she was saying, but a sentence came up where she was saying there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Like, we'll find something. There'll be something. Just being optimistic, Danielle, as usual. And then, so we were looking... I was on Instagram. Oh, not Instagram. I was on Google, just looking at names, names that mean you know, powerful, you know, noble, all that stuff similar to Adira. It was on a random website, baby names, and then right under Adira was Alia. Fuck, that looks cool. Right Spe- underneath. Yeah, right underneath, and it's like spelt A I L I. It's spelt forwards and backwards the same way. I'm like, yeah. it's pretty easy to remember. Like, yeah, one of know. my friends from high school, her daughter's name's Alia. There you yeah. go. Yeah. See? 
there was a baby name that came up and then right next to it. She's it, actually half, like half of an E, so maybe it's it is, is, it it is Arabic, Arabic, Arabic name. Yeah, they yeah. say that, yeah. yeah. Mm. But we've never met anybody with that name. Yeah. <laughs> but and right next to it, the definition of that word meant light. Wow. And then straight away that sentence that she said, the light at the end of the tunnel came. You just and I'm knew. like, message her, I'm like, I didn't ask her, I said, we, we found the name. <laughs> That's what he said. And I, I literally was like, I've got to go. I've got to make a call. Walked outside. What do you mean we found a name? He goes, Alia. I'm like, oh, okay. And then it's it. <laughs> yeah, that you were keen it. from the start. I was keen no from questions the start. asked. No questions yeah. asked. So straight away, I hopped on Illustrator, fixed the logo, changed everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Contacted the agency and we got everything registered yeah. and lodged. And Alia was officially born. Now, question I want to ask, I don't know how much you guys have thought about this and how much of it can be attributed to this. Like two years, like, again, probably longer than you would have wanted, but at least you got to launch and obviously all, all the work was worth it. But how much do you think, like, honestly, of those delays and pushbacks was like a little bit of yourselves self-sabotaging or self-delaying a bit of the fear of failure and just like, because obviously there were real things to overcome, but do you think to a certain extent it was yourself slowing it down subconsciously? It was a bit, a lot of that, but there was obviously the other factors as well, but I'm a perfectionist. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I wanted everything to be right, everything to be perfect. So Mm. that obviously delayed everything. Yeah. what do you reckon? But I also think, though, when you go through things like this, I don't think it's meant for you in that moment. Mm-hmm. I feel like when we launch, we launch at such a perfect time. Yeah. When did you launch again, Mike? It was July this year. June 30th. June 30th. June 30th. Yeah. Bloody EO fees, though, right? Yeah. End of yeah. financial year. <laughs> that was the day we launched. It was supposed to, we were supposed to go to church. I had my, my training for like being a godfather or something like that. Yeah. And I, yeah. I was telling Daniel, listen, we're going to have to launch you're going to have to sit in the car outside and I'll be in there doing that sort <laughs> of stuff. And I'm like, fuck, like, I don't know. So I was calling my cousin. I'm like, please, can we reschedule? Can we reschedule? <laughs> we worked that out. We were able to reschedule. And then I didn't tell her. She comes over and she's stressing out. I'm like, I'm going to film this shit. Like, yeah. this so I'm filming her panicking. She bought an outfit for that day. Like, this girl will go above and beyond. Surprised she didn't buy one for today. <laughs> it's still beautiful. Thank you. Um, and then what, what happened? Then so, I surprised her. I'm like, we're not going anymore. We're here for the launch. What 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 went into the launch? Now you guys have been speaking about it for how long? Like on your socials before? No, but like oh. how long? Oh. Like whether there was like sort of like a time frame for launch? Like, hey guys, we're launching in a month, two months. How long was it? Like really like ramping up pre-launch? It was a week before. Yeah, we really were like, let's just hold off as much as we can, and then until there was a week away, a week away, and then just tell them, listen, it's coming. What was the yeah, what was the content um you guys were posting in that like you know a few months beforehand like because everyone was really keen for the launch you guys have done great in terms of like documenting that journey in your own unique way with and this is like one of the the best pieces of advice when I'm listening like they can look at what you guys do and like they can try and replicate but the thing is like you need to do it in your own way with your own personality mm. be open and honest and all you can't copy other people's style because they'll see through it exactly. so like being able to do that and just fucking act almost like the camera's not there is a skill in of itself. But what, what sort of stuff were you posting? Like still working on it? Like what, what's the content that you can, because lots of people are working on their businesses and they'll realize the power of TikTok and organic content because of brands like yourself and other brands um, that we've even had on this podcast. But what can you be talking about and what were you talking about in that pre-launch period? We weren't. When did we have the Alia TikTok? We didn't start that till like a couple of weeks before we actually launched. It was majority on her TikTok. Just on your TikTok? On her personal one. And then on mine was just random car stuff. But we it didn't was, really ramp up or do anything until... Or soda stream stuff. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coles. Bloody racist Coles. Coles, get your act together. I think it was just Instagram, really, but it was more yeah. because the Alia Instagram is more educational. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was, yeah, through the followers that I had on Instagram at the time, the word was just getting around. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're just building that email list. Mm-hmm. So How are you getting emails? So we just had a link, the, like a MailChimp mm-hmm. website temp set up. And then from the start, we had that so over a year and a half where we announced it, that that was there and we're collecting emails. We didn't collect that many. It was like Were you like talking, like saying to people, hey, you know, put your email in? Or- Only on live. Ah, uh, okay. Only on live when people were asking, oh, how can I find out? Where can mm-hmm. we, you know, know when this is going to come out? Mm-hmm. And we we're just saying, oh, go to the link. Yeah. The link and you'll find it and you sign up and we'll let you know when we're ready. Yeah. We we're telling people coming soon from the start. Right? <laughs> There's four people waiting. Yeah. And we still had some of those people from the start following us till then and we gifted them Alia bottles and stuff. Yeah. And at what point did um, your, like, audience know what the actual product was. Did they know before it launched that it was a heat, like electric hot water bottle or yeah. what point did you announce exactly what the product was? Yeah, they they knew of it, but they didn't know of it to any sort of like crazy extent. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't really showing it. Our thing was just vlogging, vlogging the yeah, person. Yeah, we yeah. thought that was it. We didn't want to be like those big companies on TikTok trying to push product or doing it. Like we didn't want that. We were like, this is awesome. You know, we get to start this brand together. You know, we're dealing with this chronic illness together. People love that story. We're building these things. So let's just show that side. Before, like, obviously you guys go viral almost every time you post now. Um, but pre-launch, what was the content that kind of tended to perform best in terms of views and popping off like? Well, a couple stuff. A couple stuff? It's a couple stuff that mm, works. All the lovey-dovey shit. Yeah. She was I just posting that. it. She didn't even, just posted on TikTok and sent me the video and then. The first video on your yeah. personal and he had like 11K. We're like, what the? F-? So you yeah. didn't even like, this was no Yui Films crazy edits yeah. or anything? This was Dan- Daniel Films. <laughs> She's got more views than I ever got on. Like I've been doing this for years. So what, what, what was the first like couple of video like you posted? What were you doing? Like just like a random like. It's just a, like literally a compilation of photos. Uh, yeah, is just, that it? Yeah, just like yeah, Snapchat stuff that she yeah. would film. Wow. I'd film of us and she mm. would just chop it up together and post it with like a cute yeah. song. How was that for you? Like. Posting that sort of stuff, was it a bit awkward for you at the start? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is <laughs> yeah. this, bro? Like, I know a lot of guys that would get awkward doing that yeah, stuff. Like, you're yeah. showing me, like, you know, being the soft side of me. I'm wearing your pajamas as a joke in the house. <laughs> and she's posted me on- As a joke, he yeah, says. As a, as a joke. It was very comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it was as a joke, all right? Yeah, it was very weird. Yeah. Very at what weird. point did you get used to that? Because, like, a lot of people, you know, in terms of getting in front of the camera, whether it be couple stuff or not, like- they just let the limiting, you know, like they just let that fear of being uncomfortable and embarrassing themselves or the fear of judgment stop them from doing it. How long until for you, like obviously you didn't let it stop, you just fucking rolled with it. But how long until like you just didn't give a fuck anymore? Like it was just like whatever. Oh, I was pretty early on, mainly because I've had like that YouTube video go viral back in the day. <laughs> I, I have to bring that up because that's like I wear five, that. five million plus views on a YouTube video is pretty good. Come on, bro. Everyone needs decent. to go. Is it on what's the what's the channel, Joe? Is it Yui Films? Is that Yui the- Films or Yusuf Tabish? It's one of the two. <laughs> yeah. I always change it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, man. Minecraft creeper attacking rule. Yeah, he was actually attacked. <laughs> yes. Crazy. So I was pretty accustomed to it because obviously when that video came out, yeah. everybody in my school found out about it and they're yeah. like, oh, you know. And, and then <laughs> my used to being school, laughed at, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was used to it. So then when she was posting, it was just, it was different because it was like the couple showing stuff, that stuff, right? Yeah. So that was- And weird. being as like a Lebanese guy, like a lot of like, you know, I'm from the area as well. Like <laughs> it's not, it's not common practice for like boys like that to be really open and cute, see with their, you know, 
partners. A lot of them want to be like too cool for school. Yeah, yeah. Did you have any like, you know, pushback or people like cousins, friends that'll be like, what are you doing, bro? Or, oh, yeah. A lot of people were like, what the fuck? Not what are like, you doing, but like, just be like, you know. They're like, oh, look at this, bro. Yeah, you know, try and put it on around yeah. and shit. But I never was like, you I just didn't care. Yeah. yeah. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. You're not, you're not like the stereotypical Lebanese no, guy. I'm not traditional at all. Bro. Not, not I, at I, all. I, I went to film school. Like, Everybody yeah. goes to film school. It's like, what do you mean you're not doing concrete? <laughs> Literally, bro. That, that was my path. Doing that sort of stuff and then, yeah. Yeah, well, that's another like important theme of like the podcast and, and you know, the guests we have on. It's like, you know, not doing the, the traditional path that's presented to you. At what point did you realize you're not going to go down that, you're not going to get a trade or you're not going to be an engineer, a lawyer or anything like that? I remember the specific conversation I had with my auntie one day after school. I was walking home, used to catch the bus and walk home and walk past the house. So I went in that one day and I was speaking to my auntie like, oh, my dad's telling me, you know, you got to go into construction. All her sons are in construction. With that back of you, there's no way right, you, no you wouldn't have lasted I mean, back then I was all right. So <laughs> I was sweet. I was just stubborn. But yeah, I'm like, like I don't really want to, you know, do this. Because my dad's there telling me, listen, you get into construction, you make it in that, and then afterwards you can follow your passion, do all that, because you will have all the money from construction to yeah, do whatever you Yeah, but then want. you've just traded the best years of your yeah, life. Exactly my point. So then she was like, listen, all my son's doing it. They, you know, they had their own passions. They still do it on the side, but like, construction is their main thing now. So is this like your, your dad's sister? No, my yeah, mom. my dad's brother's wife. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. my auntie from that side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then she told me that and I was like, yeah, man, like I, I just needed that one person to give me that confidence mm. and say, nah, you know what? You can do what you want. Wait, so you're in high school at that point? I was or? in high school. I was in like around year 10 or year nine. Because when did you know you were going to go to film school? Like was that you decided kind of around that period? Were you it already was, doing like YouTube stuff or? Oh, uh, well, when did I find out? I was in year 10 when I applied and I got accepted straight away. Like there was an interview process. Did you finish year 12 or did I you? I finished. I wanted to get out, but you had to be 18 to get into the so film amazing. school. So I was like, well, okay, well, I'll just stick around. And I was doing YouTube and doing that sort of stuff mm. back then. What did your parents say? Because obviously traditionally Lebanese families are quite traditional. Like were they cool with it or was there a little bit of resistance at the start? My dad didn't understand that at the start. He's like, what are you doing? But then he was also like, listen, I've seen like you do your YouTube videos, you do all that sort of stuff. Like, I can't convince you otherwise. You're going to, if you say you're going to do it, you're going to do it. Yeah. You know, and as hard headed as my dad is, he sort of understood and he let me do my thing. And then I'm like, that just gave me all the more drive to like want to prove, no, I can do this. And I will make tenfold from what construction does doing this. Yeah. I wasn't completely right, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Getting close, getting a lot closer. Yeah. Getting a lot closer now. Now that um, launch you got to both be home for, which was, which was helpful. I'm sure what went into like the launch, like how did you, you launching the product, you've got all these like followers, you've got people that have been following, you've got, you've got a bit of an email list. How did you actually hype up the launch? What happened on launch day? What did you post? That sort of oh thing. Oh, my God. What happened on launch day? Chaos. Daniel was at work on launch day during the day. So I was at home making sure everything was all good with the website, just making sure everything was all sweet, mm-hmm. and then from there building up the email um, sign-up form. So there was like 150 people at that point, you think? Yeah, 150, 160 people in the email list. And then I had the email blast ready to go, scheduled it, sent it out and realized it went all to junk. Everybody's one went to junk. A few people received it, but yeah. majority of it went to junk. So I was like, plan B. I went through, downloaded the list, and I emailed every single person in the One by journey. one. One by yeah. one. Did you hit, still hit junk much or did it go through? It went through, thankfully. Mm. I don't know how or what made a difference. I think because of like when it's Clavio, there's actually a thing in the back end that you can do. And, uh, I figured it out. But, yeah. yeah. Um, 
So no, it didn't go to junk when I was sending them out from the actual email because yeah. that that had worked through. We've been testing our emails, t- like sending to myself. So you were kind of like her, warming it up, warming up that mm. email. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the biggest things as well. Like people think you can just like out of nowhere email ten thousand people. You're going straight to junk. Oh, no, no way. Like think junk. about it. Like these platforms are used to scammers coming in and just setting up an account that day and blasting a hundred emails. I know, like, yeah. No, bro, you need to actually work for this, set it up, lay the foundation. Now that launch day, was that like launch your products are there or was that pre-sale launch? Pre-sale. Yeah. Pre-sale. And then. What happened when you hit like, like so what time did this email go out? You posted a bit like, well, so you got the email, what time did that go out? So that was out in the morning. The first batch was out in the morning, which went to junk. And then <laughs> for like two hours, I was emailing everybody. Yep. And we were saying, we we're sending out a password and saying the website is going to go live at 7 p.m. so you can use the password and access it. <laughs> <laughs> no, the website went live at 7. It still went live, but we couldn't do a password. And the password was like, I don't know what was happening. I don't know what I was doing wrong. I, I thought I had it all figured out. Yeah. But it just wasn't working. People couldn't get in properly. I at 7 know, o'clock? At 7. So I'm like, Take the password off. Take the password off. <laughs> yeah. The DMs were insane. We're like, yeah. we can't get in. They're like, what's happening? You can't get in. We're trying to buy and nothing's working. I'm like, fuck, is it the shipping? Is it this? Are you stressing out? Because like, fuck, you don't want your launch to. You should see the footage. Like the, <laughs> the, the video that we posted is one thing, but the, the actual, actual footage, footage. Fuck, bro. If I put that out, we'll probably get banned from how much. Fuck, shit. Like, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we took the password off. And so people can just go in. And then it was like one person, three people, five people. 10 people, 12 people. We're like, what the fuck? Like, there's people on this website we've been putting up and working on for so long. There's actually people looking at this thing. Yeah. yeah. And even though you get all these views on TikTok back then, which wasn't as much as what's happening now, thankfully, or whatever, thank God for now. But like that, just seeing 12 people on your site at, at a given time yeah. was freaky. And then that first first sale, unfortunately, I was recording on my phone, so we didn't hear the cha-ching. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. but the second sale that came you got through, the we got the cha-ching and that, I it, cried. I just bro, couldn't in that moment. Yeah. That was fucking crazy. Yeah. But I will say that wasn't the first cha-ching I've ever had. Joe and I had a brand before. <laughs> and our first cha-ching was this one here. <laughs> so, yeah. What brand was that? It was called Massage. It was like oh, yeah, yeah. Well, now it's actually we should use it because we've got a cat. So that thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. But anyway, yeah. That But that first cha-ching with Alia was... Yeah, that was unreal. And from someone you didn't know, like a stranger on the internet, actually giving them your money, like this is what it's all about. Like that's why everyone listening who's thinking, fuck, you know what, I do want to do, take a risk and change my life and actually live like a really exciting life. Like without all these two years of work and everything you've had to put in, you don't get to experience these highs, that joy that you get, but it's so worth it. it like would you do it over all over again if you knew? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like, that feeling, you, you yeah. can't explain it, bro. You yeah. feel like you, you levitate. Yeah. You're like floating a bit. I was still a bit scared. I'm like, make sure everything's working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, stressing out. But like, still remember that first person that purchased, even though it wasn't that long ago. And yeah, man. Yeah. What was that. your, what What did, so you did the email. Um, What else did you like put out that day for, for the launch? Uh, stories. And then we went on live on both Instagram and TikTok. And at the same people. time? At the same time. Yeah, like, cool. She had her phone. I had my phone set up. Yeah. I was like, guys, like we're finally here. Like you know, yeah. you've been following for how many years? And like, that's why. And there's still people commenting on it. Like, oh, they're just asking us, oh, how does Yui deal with endometriosis? We're like, we're live. Hang on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're still trying <laughs> to answer that question. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that was our, our method, yeah. I guess. So stories, emails. Um, did you do like one of your like documenting? You know, 
post that went that, out like that your was live? The next, oh, we did actually though. We did just put an in the moment video. Just put a soundtrack on mm. when the first sale came through. I quickly posted that up as well. I don't know how well that performed. Did it get like many views or? It, it definitely does now. I don't know how many got on that first day. It probably got like 2,000, 3,000 yeah. views. Yeah. But even then that was crazy. Like, yeah, bro, yeah. Like that's 3,000 eyeballs. And then seeing yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. eventually 100 and something people on the website, not at the same time, but yeah. in that one hour, I was like, what? Crazy, man. Yeah. Now, how long was it in between um, the pre-sale period before like you had product and were shipping out? Two weeks. No, a week actually, that following week. Yeah. Next week? Yeah. Talk to me about that week in between, what's happening, how you guys, you know, making it all happen. <laughs> Danielle was on the app every day checking the vessel. Every three minutes, zoom, 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 <laughs> checking it like it's moved. <laughs> it's moved a bit. Because it sends an update like every six hours, so she was there. Yeah. Um, and then I'd panic when there was no update, and I was like, oh, my God, what's happening? The, the ship is sunk. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not kidding. That week, we kept getting TikToks of ships sinking, containers falling off. Like, yeah, you TikTok, see that, what are you man. doing, bro? Mm. Yeah, that was so stressful. And then was it sitting at the docks in Australia for long, or did they release it pretty quickly? Pretty quickly, actually. Yeah. The second time was took longer, but, yeah, it was actually a day. Yeah. And day. what what was, you mentioned, like, that first, in that first day you posted, like, a few thousand views. When was the first video that you posted that went, like, properly viral? Um... Was it printing out all the pre-orders? Can you have like over 150 pre-orders? I think it was that video. Yeah. Was it that? No, no it, was it was receiving the, the stock. Oh, Not the no, one with yeah. the truck. The one where we um, documented the pre-launch. That's right. When we actually launched the website that day that we're talking about with the emails, yeah. we, we made a video about that day. So that, that how long, out, like when did you post that? How many days after the launch? I think that was the next, next day. day. So you edited that all and posted it up the next day, or two days later. And that one on your second day went viral. It went viral. I think got like a hundred and something thousand or two hundred something thousand. We're like, yeah, this is next level. And then a few days later was when the stock arrived. And that video went crazy. Which one is that? The one with the truck, or was that the second time you got stuck? That was the first time. That truck pulling up. That video got mil. It was like my. It was literally my face saying the one where it's like reversing and stuff. Yeah. That's got more than a million views. No, that's that's the second order. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the first order. I can't remember that one. It was Danielle's reaction of like, it is, it is, that's our truck. I'm like, no, it's fucking <laughs> It was all day because my dad's factory is where a lot of trucks come by yeah. and they park up and I'm like, we had one truck. I'm like, that's not it. Because it's <laughs> dropping my dad some stock. Go to the next truck, pass it. That's not ours. And then finally I saw direct curious. like, oh, my God, it is, it is. <laughs> like it was... At the that point, actual- I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. The, th- the first three we thought was ours, this one, and but it actually was. Yeah. And, and how many, so that got a million views. How many How many sales do you reckon you got off the back of that viral video? Uh, I think it was like 30. It wasn't that And these like $150 products yeah, as well. Like how much you sell it? $159. That's pretty pretty good numbers just off the yeah. a video you didn't pay any ad spend on. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good fucking return. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, yeah, initially no ad spend or nothing. We're just documenting the journey. And yeah. It's like there's... People love the video and then they're falling in love with the product and we're not even showing the product. They're falling in love with us, like mm-hmm. what we're showing in the, the journey, which was awesome. What do you think, like, in terms of, like, going viral, like, what do you think's the things that, like, looking at the success of your content and the videos that have outperformed the other ones, what's the main ingredient or main ingredients of a video that performs really well? Authenticity. Yeah, massively, yeah. 100%. Authenticity. There's no script. There's no bullshitting. Mm-hmm. You're getting what you're getting. Obviously, in the edit, things change. The narrative changes a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we try to dial down the chaoticness. <laughs> You'd think we'd be turning it up. No, we're dialing it down. So yeah. that- <laughs> it's chaos. Like, oh, they're just playing it up. Like, yeah. no, no, no. No. Like anybody who hangs out with us will literally, you'll feel it. Yeah, yeah. It radiates off us. So authenticity. Now, capturing that, the emotion, the reactions is obviously a big part of that. How much, so like when you post, when you post a video, like you post every day, um, just about when you post a video, they're usually between like a minute and two minutes most yeah, of the time. Yeah, they go for around two and a half minutes now. Yeah. Now, yeah. how much footage are you capturing to edit down into two and a half minutes? Uh, well, I'll, I'll say the most, I think. It was eight hours of footage. Yeah. It was the one of the, the custom, what was it, the pot plants with the bamboo, that, that video. We made custom pot plants. So we got these pot plants from yeah. this supplier here, yeah. Osh Co. And then we th- we 3D printed our logo, stuck it on it, made it look like concrete, and then put bamboo in it. There was a story behind why we chose bamboo from the owner of Stacks. Don, he, he told us a story and it was fucking that, – that genuinely helped us get across the line. Yeah. It was one of the things that helped. Um, that video, bro, because I was filming that video for months. Yeah. Um, well, I was working on that before we even launched and then we launched and then things was going viral. So we'll just orders every day and I'm like, I have no time. Yeah. So it's just whenever we could, yeah. I was filming everything. So that was yeah. probably the hardest one. But genuine, genuine And how long around. to edit? If there's eight hours of footage into two and a half minutes. You don't want to know. <laughs> oh, bro, like a day or two. And I mean like. And are you on CapCut on your phone editing all this? All on my phone. I don't put How's on my How's your computer. neck, man? Like. Gone. Gets smashed. <laughs> yeah, I'll make the Ali body helps out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah so it takes crazy. Hours, a lot of hours of footage, hours of editing, but I'm getting better. What about a standard one? For like people listening that think, fuck, there's no way I can film for eight hours and edit for a day. But like 30 minutes now. 30 minutes to edit a video or 30 minutes of 30 footage. I know, 30 minutes of footage. And yeah. then like, because the way I do it is because I've been editing videos for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's a little secret and the easiest way to edit is so I dump all the footage in the timeline. I cut out what I want to create the story, mm-hmm. get rid of all the all the shit bits that I don't need, yeah. and then I do a second pass. I do it in passes. Mm-hmm. The second bit, I come in and I get rid of any arms, ifs, buts, dead spaces, so I tidy it up, and then from there, I will bring in a soundtrack, and then the edit changes to that, yeah. and it fits with the music, mm-hmm. and then from there, it goes into like doing any zoom-ins, punch-ins, all that sort of stuff to make it more engaging. Mm-hmm. And then the captions. Wow, that's actually quite similar to Joe's. Joe must have taught you everything he knows about yeah, everything. Yeah, Joe, right? Joe taught me everything <laughs> I need to know about that. Now, so like logistically, like just to capture the content, people can get in their own head and, and think it's too hard. Like, so what, do you, what would you recommend for people trying to start out? Because like you've just killed it so much with organic content. I want people to be able to take this themselves. So if you're just doing any task, like what? Try, get a tripod for your phone, 20 bucks, 30 bucks off Amazon and just document it. Obviously, I've We've all seen you taping your phone to the roof to get different angles. It's just about like, h- how do you set up? You just just got to think whatever you're doing, get just, a cool angle. Just put the camera there. Don't forget the camera's there. So work with the camera. Make sure you're rotating, rotating, rotating a, little a little bit so bit. the camera can see what you're doing. Don't cover it. And then just every couple, like time lapse it. Just mm. film everything. Just film everything and then work with it later. That's Yeah. That's, that's my see, opinion. that's in terms of like me doing content, that's the biggest thing for me. I'm so busy. got to do a million things. I feel like oh, I don't have time. But realistically- it probably would take me like an extra minute each set to set up. Yeah, that's yes, it. You just move the camera. It's that. But I, even it. I feel like, you know, that's why I've got Joe and I've got you. Makes it easy. A lot of people don't have the resources to be able to you know, pay yeah. someone to do that as yeah. well. But not even like, that's not even necessarily better. Like some of the best stuff that works is just someone filming themselves and then it's all in the edit, right? It's like, but 
are you telling a story in in these in these videos? Like, are you like yeah. are you like trying to tell a story, or is it just legit documenting whatever's oh, happening? I mean, the day ends up being a story because it's like there's always a beginning, middle, middle end, and end. Yeah, 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 yeah. It ends up like okay, Danielle's yeah. just rocked up to my house. We're gonna start getting everything prepared. Mm-hmm. Something's gonna go wrong because it always, always happens. <laughs> Something's gonna be chaotic. Or just we, capture the chaos. We'll go. We'll sit down. We'll start eating. Or emails will come through. So we're doing customer service, and then or a manufacturer will hit us up with like these issues, and we're trying to sort that out with like samples because we're always working on something. And then it's like all of a sudden three hours is flying by, and we're like, right, we got to get these orders out. <laughs> yeah. So then there's the chaos. Yeah, yeah. And then printing out the orders, packing them and fucking getting them yeah. to the post office. Now we're doing pickups every now and again. Oh, you got the pickups now. Yeah, first big, pickup on Monday. Big boys. Yes, yes. The so pickups. We should have done that. What with a relief. The, nah, but it's good content. Yeah, it is good content. Good Plus, everybody loves the postman. How, how oh. far are you guys from the post office? The, depending on- Who drives? <laughs> For everybody else, it's around 10 minutes. Yeah. For us, it's two. Because we take a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, in terms of like a little bit of like tactical stuff in terms of like posting and going viral on TikTok, what's some of the other little like things you've learned? So obviously you post at what time each day? You try and be consistent, post the same time every day? Yeah, we try to post at around lunchtime. Mm-hmm. That's just what's happened. Like naturally when we first started, I was just posting whenever. Like that launch day, that video, it was – 8 p.m. by then when I just posted that video. Oh, wow, yeah. You know, so then it just happened where I started figuring out, like, okay, I am posted three videos in a row at 12 p.m. on a Monday, on a Wednesday or a Friday or a Sunday, and then those videos would do well. I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to stick with that. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. okay, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. yeah. It could be the content. It could be the, the algorithm, the timing and whatnot, but, I mean, I, I think it's majority – Content, content, but yeah, we just stuck with those times. Yeah, like don't if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, and like other little things as well. Like, like you just posted something before we started recording. <laughs> there was a misspelling. You're like, I'm not editing it. Like, yeah, once no. it's live, I'm not, I'm not up to touching it. Yeah, yeah. What are, is there any other little tactical things that you've kind of picked up along the way? That well, for us, when we first started posting, I don't know, TikTok was prompting us to add like a title. Mm-hmm. It was always saying add a description, add a description. It doesn't do that now, but. We're like, okay, if TikTok is saying for for us to do this, it wants it, so give it what it wants. So we would just title it something like the hook or just a brief description of what the day you know. Is Did you happen. found that helped? Yeah. Helped. Yeah. Really? Because then, when as a viewer, you click on the video, you can see at the top bar what it's trending for. A lot of ours just come up as Alia model because now it's trending, mm. but some other ones will be like couples or yeah. photo shoot or something like that, and you know that obviously would perform well on TikTok. Now, like, if we look at the the like pillars of the of the content that performs best, we've obviously got the coupley stuff. We've got like the packing orders and like printing labels. Obviously, that always does well. What other like sort of videos kind of really perform well? Do you think the girl math video? Girl math <laughs> oh, the video. The girl math video. Or me doing that presentation of the uh, highly offensive ad. What's that one? It was. <laughs> I've just made like a it's like a compilation of clips of all that sort of stuff, and that was the video that I had. Uh, I ran over the earlier bottle. Yeah, uh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but I, I done like a. It was like an ad, but it was like our early was the best motherfucking hot water bottle in the world. It's like <laughs> yeah, this AI yeah, voice yeah. screaming at you. <laughs> and then I presented that to her like this is going to be the best video. It's going to go viral. You know, going to run this as an ad. Obviously, yeah, you can't yeah. run it as an ad. But and <laughs> how did it go on TikTok? It went well. People loved it. They wanted to see the full version, and people were like, "If I saw this ad, I would buy it." So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah, it was but, good. Yeah. yeah, so it's just doing funny shit. It's just, yeah, funny stuff. And then hopping on trends like that, taping the video, mm. taping the camera to the ceiling, trying to be early on those sort of trends, but mm. make it about 
the business. Like keep it in that niche, you know. We're not doing it and then just dancing for no reason. Like people mm. would want to see us pack orders. All right, cool. What's a different way we can show this? Yeah. yeah let's hop yeah. on the trend and pack orders, you know. Yeah. You're getting the same content in a different And so how do you where do you do your research? Obviously, do you, I'm I'm assuming you spend a lot of time on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, when the when the video's uploading, it's taking time. So you're just there scrolling Scroll. and gesting. How do you, so what's your process of getting inspiration? Like obviously to see, to jump on a trend, you need to, to see it. Like do you have any tactics or process you do for research, inspiration? Then do you write your ideas down in your notes on an Excel sheet? How do you kind of do that? We used to write a whole bunch of ideas out. We haven't executed on a single one of them because yeah. everything's just been natural. It's like, okay, we've seen this style, do it. Yeah. yeah. Like Daniel would just be like, okay, listen, we're filming a video. I don't want you to know, just set up the phones and then just enjoy the ride. Yeah. And then it would be the girl math video or it would be fucking, you know, me setting up the phones, setting up the projectors, yeah. editing that video and presenting it to her. It's just, okay, got the idea, just execute it. Cause it's so easy for us. Mm. Now, you know, like, I mean, I have the background in, in videography and all that sort of stuff. So I'm always filming. Yeah. I can easily edit, but the videos aren't like these crazy things. Like anybody can do them. Mm. You know what I mean? So what would your advice be to like someone starting? Do not procrastinate. Just do it. Don't overthink it yeah. and post it. Overthinking it, I think, is one of the biggest do killers of it. Particularly with content, it, right? right? It's so easy to be yeah. a perfectionist. Like, oh, but like you say, you're a perfectionist, but like at the start, you're not going to be perfect. You need to do it and then get better and That's try. Right. And you, you know, uh, the thing that I said, I said it in a video once, like put in the amount of effort equal to what that platform expects. Like for the website, go crazy. Like be a perfectionist with it. The website that we have now, I love it. You know, I'm very proud of it. We've done well with it. The product <laughs> yeah. photos, everything. Like, that's where I spent hours and hours and hours yeah. on. But with the TikToks, we don't spend that much time. We try not to. It just takes time. But yeah. don't put in too much effort. Just keep it raw. What did you say has been the most exciting day of this journey so far? What do you think? I think it was when we sold out. Yeah. When we crazy. sold out and then those orders still just coming in. That that was. I like, felt so bad for the first person that purchased after because I was still you know, the longest wait. Yeah, yeah. I'm like bro, yeah. like I can't ship out your order. Sorry. You know? That was the most exhilarating feeling because you're like, people actually want it. Mm. At that point, you're you've just sold out, and you're still getting orders. That that feeling is untouchable. And so, like, talk to me about the quantities and how they've gone up every time. Like, what's the first order, second order? First order was 500. Second order it's was a pretty like, big. That's a pretty big first order already. Yeah, it's like, pretty big. That we was talking, negotiated. Yeah. yeah. It was originally supposed to be 100. You know, we're like, okay, test the market, get it out there, yeah. see what people think. But then our suppliers like, listen, you've done all these customizations. We've played ping pong for uh, two years now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you got to help us out now. So we're like, yeah. fuck, okay, well, we got to. That's put, a decent amount of cash as well. Oh, like big, it's a yeah, big lump sum. Putting that cash in, do you feel like that motivated you even more to, you know, make it? A success or you didn't think about it too much, the cash? I, I don't know. For me, I didn't think about it. I was more of like, this is the price you have to pay to win. Mm. Yeah, you got to risk it. Take risk it. That's right. Yeah, so many people like as well are, are afraid to put cash down on a dream, but like, fuck, what other motivator do you need? Like, right. you yeah. know what I mean? So many people like, oh, I really want to change my life. I really want to have all this stuff. Okay, well, this is what the cost of, you know, admission. This is the cost of entry into the game of, you know, business or life. Yeah, right. I'm like, oh, well, that's too much. I can't risk that. Yeah, yeah. Well, then what do you expect your life to be if you're not willing to, to do that? Now, yeah, so put that down 500 the first time and then what's the second order? Then 1,000 units was the second order. That came in a semi-trailer and we blocked <laughs> we blocked the road of her dad's factory for 10 minutes, bro. This is the main road in that area. Yeah. It was chaos. We even had people on TikTok. 
commenting on that video saying, oh, I was in that red truck over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that was insane. So that yeah. was a thousand units that second time. And then now, next week, yeah. we're receiving our Tuesday. third batch and that's 1,500 units. So yeah. they're going up by 500 increments, but mm-hmm. this is coming in a container. Full container load. A full container load. So FCL, we're, baby. we're getting like a storage unit because we have nowhere to put it. Yeah. So where do you where do you have it now? Obviously, you've like um turned like you fully. What's the what, yeah, you rendered your whole garage, <laughs> set up the Alia HQ. Yeah. How how much stock do you hold there usually? Oh, uh, two pallets at a time. Okay. Yeah. yeah and so we, how we, many how many units in like a pallet? A hundred or yeah, probably like a hundred and fifty. Yeah. Or something. Like that. I, I don't know how the I don't know the math, but. A little over. Yeah, yeah. probably 200. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so there was five pallets. Whatever it equates to. I wasn't good at math. I dropped that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, two pallets at a time. We're up, we're up to the last pallet now. Yeah. So, luckily, we placed that order when we did. When's it arriving? You said next week? Next week. Yeah. Ready for the content for that one? Ready for the Ready. content. And let's just say, fingers crossed, hopefully there's nothing with the body straps this time around. Oh, yeah. So, talk to me about that issue as well. This is the things uh, that people – well. You, did you post that publicly? I'm sure it, we did. Yeah. You did? Not yeah. straight away. Most yeah. of the time people don't show this stuff, but like this is another thing that people don't realize, like you have to go through at the start. You know, there's going to be little issues, QC. Yeah. So it wasn't like a big issue in terms of the product itself, but what the all the straps were wrinkled. The body shot, it was the way it was packaged. So mm. we specifically yeah. had, a, had a way of packaging it where it wouldn't overflow or yeah. origami. It's like an art. Yeah. Anyway, so it needed to be the bottle on the bottom, Body strap folded in half, the bottom placed down, the charger laid in, and then folded over. Mm. They mixed that up. They didn't do it in the right way, and that caused the bottles and to move around in there, which moved the body strap. And then by the time we get to opening the package, it's completely wrinkled. The yeah. body strap, like it's not damaged, it's just wrinkled. So we're like, fuck. We didn't realize until we quality controlled the first night. Mm. Opened the first box, we thought, okay, that's fine. What are we gonna do? Then the second box, then the third, and it was just continuous at this point. And we're like, what are we? And we we're messaging. Every single one, pretty much? Almost every single one. I think in a box, there's eight in a box. Majority of them, seven of them yeah. would be Which damaged, if not all of them. them. Um, and then we were contemplating what are we going to do? We messaged her straight away. The color on the box, there was a few little minor things. And then Yui's dad brings out the steamer. He goes, I've got this. <laughs> Because my dad used to be a dry cleaner back in the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? nice. So he's like, what's the material he feels it? He's like, let me steam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is the good. material? Um, It's like a velvety. Velvety, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like soft. these chairs kind of. Yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. 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 So like yeah. when you drag your hand across it, it, it changes. changes, yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's nice and soft. Um, So hand steaming every single one uh, of the thousand or – Thousand yeah. pretty much had to be hand steamed. Yeah. Well, we haven't done all of them yet because we're still just going through boxes. As you we're, need. As we go. Like last night I was up till 11.30 steaming, which is early for steaming. But yeah. Danielle does majority of the steaming when she comes out. How long does it take to steam on you reckon? Two to three minutes. We timed it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Have you done like little time lapses of steaming all the things? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we, have, we, have. we have. I don't yeah. know if we posted. Yeah, we did post a time we lapse did. of it. Yeah. 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 So like what's what's next? Obviously you've come out. Um, You've got some little like – Gibbets? Are they not gibbets? The gibbets are this. Obviously, that's the the Crocs. You've got like little pins um, to to decorate the to, the strap. Now, what does the future look like? What what do you got coming in the next twelve months? Like that you can you talk can, about now. Can talk about. Oh, we got a, a few new colors and stuff. Oh, that interesting. Through. Yeah, because people are always asking for new colors, new colors. So we're going through that process now, of figuring out what do we want. We've like there's a whole bunch being produced now, so mm-hmm. we can go through and see. 
different shades and all that stuff, just trying to perfect it and make sure everything's all good. So that's coming. So with adding a new uh, colour, is that like a big MOQ or? Yeah. Huge. But we're trying to see what we can do mm. um, because you want them to be exclusive, I find. Yeah, like limited edition like straps yeah. and stuff. That's yeah. cool. For special occasions cool. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So what was that? You were looking at each other. What were you going to say or potentially say? I don't know. What were you going to say? There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. We're in the process of changing some charges. Oh, yes. So we're just trialing new different techniques, mm-hmm. different charges mm-hmm. to you know, make things easier, for, especially for different people like the elderly and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. make it safer. Um, but then again, once you, you do a new charger, you have to go through that whole process Test- again of testing, reporting. So, uh, so that's like a long time away. Yeah, but yeah. That's been in the works for a while now. Yeah, and now you guys have experienced the age-old thing that, you know, anytime anyone launches a, a good, exciting product, doesn't take long before there's people trying to steal your content. There's manufacturers trying to replicate what you're doing. Your manufacturer can do things at times. Talk to me about how you guys have navigated that. Oh. Daniel. <laughs> I stress. Yeah. I stress. Yui was actually in hospital and we had our supplier message us saying, I just, someone messaged us asking for your bottle, your box and everything included. And I looked. I was like, I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> so, like we have a good relationship with our supplier. Yeah. And she sends us a screenshot of somebody who screenshotted our product yeah. and said, I want you to just change the logo and put my logo on. And our supplier sent, that, sent this to us. They're like, we just want you to know, look what's happening. So then Danielle went into panic mode. I'm there like, okay, i got to show these motherfuckers that I designed this box. Yeah. <laughs> we, we put in the rest. We made this box ourselves. This isn't some. That's okay, your IP. That's right, you know. Yeah. So then. That video was born like the next day. Yeah. In yeah. hospital editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Is that with your back playing up? Yeah. yeah. Why did, what, what, what happened with that put you in hospital? No, because obviously we, we used to do all the quality control and put all the products upstairs in my house because we had, we had, oh, I had carrying boxes upstairs. Up and, and down, up and down, up and down. Far out, bro. Yeah. It was the worst thing. And then. Is I'm, it like sciatica or a slip disc? It was, or it was yeah. sciatica. Like, I've, I've never felt it that bad. Like, I've had fucking 10 out of 10 pain. That was 12 out of 10. Really? Bro, it was. Don't <laughs> <laughs> fall down the crack. I told you that could happen. Nah, he's all good. He's all good. Um, <laughs> Getting warm under the lights. So fucking cute, man. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened, but I just remember calling Daniel, like, you need I, to I leave work. I can't fucking handle this. I'm, I'm pain tolerant. What but, sort of pain is it like a burning pain? Is it like a sharp pain? Uh, a sting? It was like a cramp mixed with hell. <laughs> <laughs> like wait, in your back and your leg, where does my it come through? My leg, it was like pulsating on my, my glute, everything. It was just shooting down my left leg. It was numb, it was tensing. I felt like my leg was twisting like that. <sighs> my back was like, I could feel my heart beating my lower back. Bro, it was the worst thing. How long did that last? Oh, for. The entire day I was there and I finally found a comfortable spot laying down on my stomach and I had my left leg crossed over my right leg. I'm just laying flat down. So then Daniel rushed up from work and she's feeding me because I haven't moved all day. <laughs> like I was in the middle of packing yeah. all this. I'm like, Wait, And that's when you saw this competitor thing when you were in hospital? Yeah, yeah that's when we got the DM. Of so like, how, you're like, oh, I'm going to fucking show you what what. Yeah, because I was next? in pain. I was like, well, you're angry like, now. Yeah, angry. I was, like, angry. I, yeah. I, I was walking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that morphine kicked in and I'm like, bro, that's it. They gave you morphine? <laughs> yeah. Wild, yeah. bro. That must have been some serious pain. Yeah, yeah. bro, it was bad. It was fucking bad. Was it morphine or endo? Endone's uh, pretty heavy anyway, yeah. I don't yeah, know, bro, endone. but I was with the fairies. Yeah, probably endone. 
Yeah, morphine, I've never heard. No, no, endone. Endone. Yeah. Sorry, but endone makes some people, I remember when my granddad was on endone, make him loopy, like he'd like seen fairies and stuff. I like, was with the fairies, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in that So moment. when he saw that message, it was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like when it rains, it pours. <laughs> I, I was in the boxing ring with that person. Yeah. So what do you, just what like, this, again, like I've been to it so many times, you know, how much effort and time do you want to put into this? But what did you guys do? What was your plan? Did you do anything? Did you just. With the with that person trying to copy. Yeah, like, oh, what no, can you it, do? it was just more of like, okay, we got to let people know. We got to let more people know about our IP mm -hmm. and, and what we do. So that's mm -hmm. when more BTS was coming out, mm -hmm. showing more of the process, which we yeah. didn't think was possible, but it was like, uh, how do we make this box go from this to this and that whole process? Have you seen people launch actually with like ripping off your stuff yet? Like, there was one website, I forgot to tell you, but. Um, no, no, no. You know about the website. Some oh. guy from Saudi Arabia, or I don't know where, fucking stole our website photos, stole our branding. The only way I found out is because I went on Google and I always go on Google and search up Alia Bottle on different accounts so I can see how far do we rank. And we're always have a number one. Yeah. But another website came up. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Who's this guy? Like, I'm ready to go. You know, I clicked on it and yeah, he'd ripped our photos, photoshopped out our logo. And he was trying to sell the the earlier bottle, saying people he had stock. It was just scamming. Scamming, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, but because he left, he copied all the copy on our website. He left earlier bottle there. That's why I was able to find it. Anyway, I went into. I told Daniel about it. I was good. I wasn't gonna tell her because I'm like, she's gonna fucking shoot somebody, bro. <laughs> I drafted a cease and desist letter straight away, and then I'm like, oh, I don't have legal grounds. <laughs> yeah, because it's in another jurisdiction, another country. Like, what can we say? Obviously, you can yeah. message him and try scare him off, but. Yeah. I'm like, all right, is this guy do you, wants have a, don't, do you have a law degree? I don't have a law degree. I've worked in law. So you understand yeah. the space of it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, long story short, I found out who he was. <laughs> <laughs> you always do. I always find out. So did you send him anything or you just no, keep monitoring? No, he, he eventually disappeared. Yeah, the yeah. website, yeah. yeah it's gone. Oh, you didn't know? Oh, fuck, I didn't realize I told you. But yeah, yeah. disappeared. Definitely. Yeah, and what's, what's it been like with like competitors popping up now? Like are they coming thick and fast? Like- yeah, I mean, are there multiple manufacturers making a similar product now? Now there are. There's a few now. Now they are, but bro, like we haven't ordered those products yet, and we haven't sussed them all out. But mm -hmm. there's no way for the price that they're trying to charge. It's at the level of quality. Nice. Like, like no. I would not drive over my car, drive over it with my car on those those products. I would no not way. fucking trust it with your AMG. <laughs> Fake AMG. <laughs> Fake AMG. Yeah, yeah dude, we had exactly the same. Thing with like happy skin care and like yeah dude we can get we can sell for 99 dollars too if we want but we're going to be paying the third cost price you know what that means it's going to be a shit product that's right yeah these ones i'm telling you they won't last like yeah. they'll be around for three months six months maybe make a little bit of money and then they'll fucking fail because everyone will be asking for their money back yeah. there'll be you know pe people raising cases against them and right. injuries and whatnot so yeah don't worry about it like my my best advice for that would be ignore them as much as you can yeah. Yeah. and I, I got caught into it as sucked into it as well spent too much money on lawyers fighting them, even got some settlements out of some of them. But still, like, considering how much money we spent on lawyers and the time, it wasn't worth even the ones that we got settlements out of. You know yeah, what I mean? Just right. if they're copying you, they're always one step behind. So just keep in innovating, keep doing your own thing, and they'll that's never right. be able to replicate what you do as good anyway. Yeah, so right. just fuck it. Now, last last couple of questions before we wrap up. I wanted to talk to you about what it's like, obviously, being in business with your partner. What do you? What do you? What's that been like for you guys? Has it been? Easy. Has there been some hard parts about it? How would you explain that? Oh, it's definitely a roller coaster, but yeah. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it with anybody else. Yeah. Like that fucking battle that we go through every day is like yeah. you're entering the arena with your partner and it's like you know she's right or die. Yeah. So like we're going fucking we're going nuts. But 
Yeah, we have our, our little moments, you know, little friendly fire <laughs> <laughs> every now and again. Yeah. Classic, yeah. But it's just hard, I guess, to mix. Yeah, life. I think it's hard to separate business and life. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the, it becomes all the same thing when you're really in this. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Danielle loves checking her emails while we're out at dinner. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, chill. Let's just don't worry about that fire. We'll be before we go tomorrow. Today yeah. we're just being, we're just Danielle and you are on a day. Hard, like sometimes it's hard to switch off. And then you and you're like that yeah, sometimes where he's like, gotta edit this video and then he'll jump on CapCut in the middle of us <laughs> at have, dinner is having well. in the middle of dinner or us having like a nice chat or something. Mm-hmm. And it's just like we need to some, sometimes kind of separate. What's your favourite part about working with each other? I think relationships in general, it's never Mm 50-50. So I pick up where he leaves off and he does the same with me. So I think that's the good thing. So I could be having a really off day and then he picks up, I could be 80% he picks up the remainder or vice versa. So I think that's the exciting thing because you just never know. Every day is a different day. He could be fiery because he hasn't eaten yet and he's trying to <laughs> steam or do something. And then I might be fiery because I haven't, I've driven 45 minutes and I was there the night before and I'm just exhausted. And you, know, you never know. Yeah. You just never know. I think it's, yeah, that was crazy. I didn't realize you lived so far away from each other. Yeah, bro. 45 minutes each way. Yeah. Really got to gotta put in the hard yards, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, um, Yes, we'll wrap up. One last question, though, in terms of, like, obviously you guys have had a really fast start. Like, you've had some good success, runs on the board early. What does 2024 look like for you guys? Like, how are you going to start to scale and grow? Like, first of all, how do you – you're already doing so well with organic content. How do you increase the output that that's doing? And then what other channels are you – Well, I think 2024 we'll have a new HQ. We'll have a a bigger space finally. Like this. A place with a studio and Mm – whole facility downstairs we'll have hopefully have our first hire you know somebody in the, the warehouse who can if there is anything with steaming we don't need to do okay, <laughs> yeah. take control of that but obviously yeah. we love that process so we'd still be doing that sort of stuff but mm. yeah having that first hire to help us out yeah um content wise i just keep give that give, the, give it the content yeah. kick it needs that's right give yeah. it <laughs> cook yours in and keep them engaged <laughs> yeah well what do you think besides no, everything you said really. Mm. I think just um, expanding a little bit more and then I really want to, for the business itself, I want to have like community events and t- tapping in the community more. I feel yeah. like 2024 would be more about the community and mm-hmm. giving back and, and holding events for people with chronic illness mm-hmm. and having, yeah, just mm. everyone come together. That's right, spreading more awareness, yeah. especially yeah. for the boys. Like, oh, we're teeing something up now with uh, – Jap House Boys, shout out to them. You know, we're yeah. going to do little, little events yeah. just to educate boys because I had no fucking clue at the start what it was. And, you know, going along this journey and seeing all the, the comments coming through and people DMing, you know, you well, got to Like you know. said, if like one in nine women in Australia have it, that means like one in nine boyfriends, partners have it. That's right, bro. Your so, mum could have it, your sister could have it, your, your yeah, daughter, yeah, exactly. your wife, bro. And you don't, yeah. if you don't, you're not educated, you don't know how to handle it. You mm. may think she's broken. You may think she's this when that's not the fucking case. Yeah. You need to figure it out. Yeah. Go through it. It's exciting, man. It's got a big year ahead. I feel obviously you guys are part of like the viral brand builder crew from right from the beginning. So it's right. going to be exciting as well to start scaling the ad side as well. Yeah, obviously yeah. you've got such a great foundation in terms of what we can achieve with that once we really start scaling ads even more. And obviously you've got to a, a pretty good point with ads already profitable this early in doing really well. Uh, big things coming for 2024. So right. let, let people know that are listening. 
where they can either find yourselves in some of this chaotic couple content or <laughs> Alia Bottle itself. Yeah, so TikTok yeah. on Alia Bottle, Instagram Alia Bottle, Danielle's personal Instagram. Danielle Weeby. DM her there if you have any questions. Or boys, yeah. if you have any questions, DM me. Yusuf Tabish on Instagram. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, we and if you're out. on YouTube, um, type in oh, uh, Yui Films. Um, <laughs> uh, create, what's the what's the what's what's the game? It's called Alia Bottle. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Thanks so much. You guys are the best. Thank you. Excited thank for you. a big 2024. No worries. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or you got something out of it. Do yourself a favor, do me a favor, do your friends a favor and share this with them and they can come along on this journey with us. Thanks again and I'll see you next time.